Right now, let's worship the Lord with some choruses. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. He's been so precious to me after all these years. Still through and faithful is He through the joy and tears. His hand of wisdom I see after all these years. After all these years, after all these years, he's still more precious to me after all these years, still true and faithful is me to the joy and tears. His hand of wisdom I see after all these years, after all these years. Oh yes, praise the Lord, He's still more precious to me. After all these years, still true and faithful is he through the joy and tears. His hand of wisdom I see after all these years. After all these Yes. Oh yes, praise the Lord. He's still more precious to me after all these years. Still true and faithful is he through the joys and of wisdom I see after all these years after all these years oh praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord Father we praise and we bless your name tonight Amen and Amen and Amen Glad I'm yours, I'm glad your mercy has followed me, I'm glad you found me and set me free, I'm glad I'm yours, Lord, so glad I'm yours, oh yes, I'm glad your mercy has followed me I'm glad you found me and set me free I'm glad I'm yours Lord so glad I'm yours I'm glad I'm yours Lord so glad I'm yours I'm glad your mercy has followed me I'm glad you found me set me free I'm glad I'm yours Lord <clears throat> so glad I'm yours I'm glad your mercy has followed me I'm glad you found me and set me free I'm glad I'm yours Lord so glad I'm yours. Ness of Jesus and what he has done for me. I 
soul cries out hallelujah praise god for saving me when i think ness of jesus and what he has done for me Father, we thank you tonight uh, once again that we can come before your presence. In a special way, Father, we want to thank you for your goodness and your grace that you have measured out in our lives, even though we are undeserving. Tonight, in a special way, we want to give you thanks for helping Brother Vid through the surgery. And Lord, the reports are good and we give you thanks for that. We pray you'll continue to strengthen him. And even tonight, Lord, we remember Sister Polly that's not well. And we ask that you'll touch her, touch Timothy that's home, not well. We pray you'll also touch him, Father. In a special way, we bring Sister Vijaya um, all the way in India before you, Lord. Um, Lord, we pray that whatever you will uh, to be accomplished in her life, Father, she has fought a good fight. She probably is coming to the end of her race. We ask, Father, that your will be fulfilled and that you give us that faith to accept the inevitable, Father. Please, O oh God, strengthen Brother Abri on that assembly in Vasai. And bless her service here tonight and tomorrow. And give me utterance that I might present your word unto this congregation and everyone following us here on, face, on Facebook, Father. In Jesus' name, we commit this weekend into your hands and ask for your blessings. Amen and amen. <clears throat> I've been a preacher um, for pastoring for over 50 years been preaching for about 54 years. Uh, started as a young man and been uh, very faithful to God over the years. In spite of my human weaknesses, I've not ever once backslid from my calling. I feel that I felt and I feel that God has called me to preach the gospel. And uh, starting at 18 years old and continuing on to this day, when I'm now 75, 71, did I say 75? Oh my gosh, maybe I feel 75. But 71 years old, um, God has been good to me. And as I'm recalculating the past years I spent in Canada, uh, this year marks 40 years uh, since we've been in Canada. And I appreciate the hand of God touching our lives and helping us. Uh, this that we are doing uh, over the past four months, streaming online. 
It has never been my cup of tea, if I can use that terminology. Preaching the gospel uh, on an electronic system and hoping that people would respond appropriately. And so tonight, I want you to bear with me a little bit here as I explain a few things that I feel you ought to know. When I make decisions, I don't make decisions on the top of my head. I make it because I feel in my spirit those decisions are right and proper to be made. Uh, tomorrow, if the Lord helps us, I'll deal with uh, Brother Vid's condition and uh, why I believe it is absolutely necessary for individuals to understand the importance of trials and testings in their lives and why God would not heal everyone miraculously. And some of these areas I'd like to cover to show that many individuals that God healed miraculously, it did not help their spirit to develop. But tomorrow we'll deal with that. Tonight I'd like to address the concept of understanding what God wants us to do during this uh, period of pandemic uh, this period when the churches are closed, this period of when we are streaming online, what will God expect us to do and what will the devil want to be accomplished during this period? Now, um, are we replacing church service with streaming? Well, technically, that's what we are doing. And for us to have the full effect of understanding how close we can get to having a regular church uh, while we are home watching the internet. Now when I'm saying that, it is quite possible that we keep on having streaming uh, like this internet situation because I don't believe the pandemic, uh, pandemic is going to leave us shortly. I believe even though in Canada it looks like we're making progress. I believe that when they open up the border and uh, they start to release individuals, people are not easily controlled. And we can run into another situation where this entire virus situation be, uh, collapses and becomes worse than it is right now. And in that case, we have to think about the future and the possibility that we might not be able to have church like we normally have church for quite a while. Even if we get back, like we're back here tonight and we're having church, but it does not feel the same. Even though you're back, uh, being away from church for four months has not really helped everyone's spirit because the church is where the spirits of just men are made perfect. And when you lose uh, so many classes and uh, so many lectures from your university teacher, there's no way you can just catch it up overnight. And so what I'm thinking that the Lord has given us is instructions when we started the streaming. I particularly advised our people that if you're to be benefited from this method of streaming, which is not, like I said before, my most ideal way of preaching the gospel, is that before you get ready to listen to the message, for example, at 6.30 on a Saturday, get yourself into the shower, tidy up. Uh, 15 minutes before we start, a quarter past six, if you're starting at 6.30, at a quarter past six, get your Bible and your notebooks. Get your Bible and your notebooks. I didn't say that because I got nothing else to say. I said that because I believe that was the command of the Lord, that he wanted us to not lose, let the devil capitalize on what we have. At least we can get back to a frame of mind that even though we're home, our mindset is not sitting there with um, dirty clothes and we're just sitting sloppy. Your dress, we have a book that we passed out years ago that is titled, Your Dress Speaks For You. 
how you would address God in church. That's how we deal with it uh, when we're not in church. So to sit down home with your Bible open up and with your notepad, what you do with your notepad? It means when I'm preaching, you imagine you're in church. Your conduct at home should be like you are in church. If you try to pursue any other method and means of dealing with this live streaming, you'll be missing the very purpose. Now the scripture Paul told the church at Corinth, he says, we're to use, he says, time is short. Uh, in 1 Corinthians, I think it is the seventh chapter, and I'll use some of these areas of the word of God here tonight, if the Lord helps us. Let me find that scripture. Paul says, time is short. He says um, in chapter 7 of 1 Corinthians, he says time is short, verse 29. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 29. He says, but this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they have none. <clears throat> he was addressing the concept of men uh, who want to get married and people who feel they ought to remain single. He was addressing marriage in the church at Corinth. But this could be applied to our situation in our day. And he says, be they that be married be as though they that have wives be as though they have none. They that weep as though they weep wept not. In other words, if you decide you want to get married because time is short, you can't just go and take off on a honeymoon for six months. By the time you come back, we have to save you fresh. Time is short. Um, and we're learning this in every aspect of our lifestyle, whether it's cool. Uh, Timothy is about to start university. Uh, what is going to happen if the pandemic continues? How will they deal with their university courses? See, I would say if I was a student going to university, it's time to drop the iPad and the frivolous things that you do on an iPad and concentrate on your study. Uh, we were not living when we had a lot of tech technology available to us. But I wanted to finish high school in three and a half years. I had to give up playing games with my friends. I give up playing cricket. I give up playing volleyball. I give up playing sports. And I stayed in and studied. That is why today I don't care about sports because I give it up. But in order for me to finish five years of high school and three and a half years, it meant studying for it. That's where I learned to sleep three hours a night because I'll spend my time studying. And when I came to that point of writing my exams, even my school teachers felt it was too much to go write all these subjects. So I had to enter for subjects outside of the school because I felt I was qualified. I passed every subject I wrote. And what I had problems with, I passed with distinction. And I became a school teacher, pupil school teacher, when I was 16 years old. How did I do that? Because my dad was a good guy. He talked to the headmaster and he got him a gut. No, no, no. I had to qualify, I had to make a sacrifice, and today we are living in a time where you will not succeed if you fail to make sacrifices. And then coming back to the concept of sitting home, sitting down home, and responding to the service like if you're sitting in church, anything outside of that is irregular and not acceptable. Paul went on. He says, they did weep as though they wept not. Well, Allah, somebody gets cry quickly, finish crying, and get back to your studies. Well, I just got married. Good, have a two days honeymoon, get back to your work. We're living in trying times. You can't, get be, you can't be carried away. Well, I want to go on six months break. Well, you'll break your heart when it's over. In these days, time must be redeemed. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. 
It is time that we put God on the highest pedestal in our lives. And I will never ask you to do what I myself have not done. In my life, God is on the highest pedestal. In my life, church is important. In my life, church attendance is important. If you follow me as I follow Christ, you will not end up wrong. It will pay you off. And so Paul says, They that weep as though they wept not, they that buy as though they possess not. Don't get carried away with the frivolity of life. You got something that you got new, don't spend your life taking care of it. Give God, never sacrifice God for frivolity. Are you listening to me? God must be treated with respect and honor. And so Paul went on here, he says, they that use this world as not using it to the full, the margin says, for the fashions of this world pass it away. Now I'll tell you what, if I were the devil tonight, if you're streaming, I would have you monkey around in your living room while you're listening to the message. You see, I'm talking to you tonight and I don't see who is typing what. I don't have a computer in front of me. If I had to stream, and it might be possible that down the road, I might have to leave the country, go somewhere, and I might have to stream from my iPad. And if I'm streaming from the iPad, and while I'm streaming, somebody is streaming back to me, I'll shut all uh, co uh, comments off. Because it is distracting. I had a brother one time in Guyana. He was a rebel. And while we were under in the compound place and we had church, when the saints get up to testify, he was a smart guy. He knew the scripture. And if you say, for God so loved the world, he'll continue the scripture sitting at the back of the church. I remember that time. And I said, brother, you can't do that. You're disrupting the saints. Give them a chance to quote their scripture. And he kept on doing that. And I told him, I said, if you, I said, don't be, don't be an idiot. Some, I can't remember what I told him. I said, you got to stop. You know what he's turned to me and said? He says, you are a fool. From the moment he said that, I knew he would not survive his Christian experience. Anyone that curses a man that's called of God is cursed. Simple. If you have a problem and you want to backslide, backslide, slide quietly. That God might spare your life. Don't go out swearing at the minister. Your spirituality would be ruined. I don't fight my own battles. And he did that. And I knew it was the last time. Of course, he said, you're a fool. I said, well, it is very strange that I'm a fool and you came here tonight for a fool to teach you. And that's happened in this church while service is going on. There was a brother sitting at the back. And when the saints would testify, he would talk. And he would grumble. And I called his best friend and asked him to help tell that man to leave the church or I'll have him removed by the legal authorities from the service. Because when you're here, you're to concentrate on your service to God. You cannot afford to be distracted in the service. If you have your Bible open up and your notepad and you're making notes, I don't mind somebody says I'm watching. But keep your comments limited until after the service is over. Then you can send me all the comments because it's distracting. Jesus spoke a parable and we're to use this world, but we're not going to let the world dis disarrange what we're doing. Now, I think the devil's plan is to let this streaming that we were able to accomplish be distracted. Yes, sir. I don't want that. We not need to recognize the devil. Listen, recognize the devil and stall him. And so when you're sitting in your house, get your Bible, get your notepad, write the notes. I'm preaching to save you. And in the process, I save me. 
Amen. Amen. Jesus spoke a parable in Matthew chapter 13, very popular parable. And he talked about four kinds of soil. And listen to me carefully, because today we are a little better off than the Apostle Paul. Uh, the Apostle Paul did not save his messages. We don't have a single message or a single sermon that Paul preached. He did not save his message. We are saving ours. So we are better off than the Apostle Paul. Not so. Not so. I want you to know that the messages we are saving today, if tomorrow comes, I'm saying tomorrow, a few years from now, they are past truth. Those should only offer a foundation for the man that comes 10 years from now to build on. The prophets, the prophets and the apostles have offered us a foundation so the message changes dependent on the need, the spiritual need for the age that the message is being preached in. When Paul told Timothy, drink no longer water, but have some wine for your stomach, that's outdated. In today's world, I will stall you if you're drinking wine before you come to church. Return of God. Jesus said, take no script for your journey. I'll tell you, if you're making a trip, walk with your script. If you're going to America, walk with your script. But Jesus said, don't carry, I'm telling you to do it. There was a time in the Old Testament where he says, you look at a woman to lust, uh, if you, thou shalt not commit adultery. Well, Jesus changed that, even though Jesus said that in the Old Testament. When it came to the New Testament, Jesus himself changed that. And he says, you look at a woman to lust after her, you have committed adultery. By the time Jesus was gone and it got to James, when James came out, James further changed that. And he says, friendship with the world is spiritual adultery. Message changes. And when we look at this message to Jesus, this parable that Jesus taught the people here in Matthew 13, the first type of soil, he said, a sower went forth to sow, and he sowed seeds. Feel is there. The feel is a type of the world. The sower is a type of Jesus or the preacher. And the seed is the word of God. And he said, some of the seeds fell on the wayside. It's like, you know, I'm attending church today, but I really don't care what Brother Singh says. You might be wayside. That's all right. It's all right. I can't change you to good ground. You've got to make up your mind. That's what you want. So I plant a garden. I believe in planting a garden. I've learned so much on planting gardens. You don't plant De delicate plants on a rock it wouldn't grow don't plant a garden in your living room get the soil fertilize the soil plow the field before you plant if you're planting it on the wayside birds will eat it up and this is how it is Jesus said some people are like the wayside because these soils is, is uh, typifying we, as the saints of God, listening to the word of God, and every one of us sitting here tonight maybe have a little bit of all the soils in our lives. And so, some fell on wayside, and they did not even understand anything that was being said. They just sit there, and they just pass the time, they sing the chorus, they did not even make the notes, because they know more than the preacher does, and so they don't really care to make the notes. And guess what? I'm here to preach to you and to save you. The Lord sent me into the city to save you. Everybody's saying, I'm saved. No, conversion has a process. Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus was the start of Paul's conversion. He had 40 years, 35 to 40 years, to complete that conversion process. Jesus told Peter, after Peter followed him, he says, when you are converted, that is fully converted. Every one of us have a longer period of time for a conversion process. When you are fully converted, you would not miss a service. 
Until then, I can bear up with your immaturity. When you're fully converted, you would put God in priority because you are now a real, genuine Christian. Wayside, you would not have that anymore in your life. You would sit down and take notes and ask questions, and before you know it, you've got all that information given to you. Then the second soil is uh, the seed fell on, on uh, stony ground. That is... A ground you got a hard heart. You know what is a stony ground? A person that did not pray all day. They run around, do all kinds of stuff. They haven't read their Bible nor prayed for a month while they're at home. See, to get the benefit of a service, we must have the right mindset. Now, I'm preaching to you the Word of God here, and you listen to it carefully. If you're busy doing stuff and cooking and shampooing the carpet and vacuuming the floor while the service is going on, you missed the whole point. You will not get the benefits. Even if you memorize what is being said, you wouldn't get the feeling of that service. And that's what the devil would like to do with the streaming. We here tonight are trying to undermine the plan of the devil. Because Paul told Timothy, he said, if I tarry long, he says that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Amen. It is important. As long as we lose this sanctuary and <clears throat> we don't have this place that we can come together and sing aloud. That is why tonight when you're here, you got a mask on, put a mask on and sing aloud. We're clapping our hands. Clap your hands and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Don't sit there because, you know, everybody's saying, I was backslidden for four months. They got pan, pan, pandemic and I'm COVID infected mentally. You see, you might not have COVID-19. You might have spiritual COVID-20. Worse than COVID-19 is spiritual COVID-20 where you come in and you're immobilized because you haven't attended church for a long time. You see, when you sit down home and the devil give you a reason to stay from church, I've told you over and over again, I don't find a reason to stay away from church. I find a reason to be in church. Whether it's snow, whether it's thunderstorm, I have not missed church more than four times because I was sick, and I'm giving you a big number, it's really three times, uh, because I was sick in 40 years. When it's Wednesday night, I'm there. When it's Saturday night, I'm there. When it's Sunday, I'm there. And even when I was working a secular job, I would use wake-up pills, but I'm still there. I don't sleep in church. When I worked the secular job, I was there at the job site, 45 minutes most days before my shift starts. Why should I come to church? Five minutes before church starts. Then you're blind as a bat and you don't understand what's going on here. Listen, before you can spread the gospel to anybody, you need it first. Before you can try to convert anybody, you need to be converted first. When thou art converted, Jesus told Peter, strengthen the brethren. When I'm serving you, Lord, I thought I was converted. No, you're not. Conversion is a process. Nebuchadnezzar took seven years. Moses took 40 years in the wilderness and 40 years going through the wilderness. He took 80 years before he had reached to the place that he could say like Paul, I'm now ready to be offered. Paul took 35 years. And you know what? You might as well start working your years because I'm patient enough to wait on you to catch me up in this race. And so the second soil is stony ground. You can never be spiritually blessed if you don't have a prayer life. We still have prayer meeting here every, every morning, Monday to Friday at 8 o'clock, 
between 8 and 8. We start between 8 and 8.30. Most of the time, we start at 8.30. We talk. We're here from 8 o'clock, but we talk a little bit, fellowship a little bit, and start from about 8.30 and have a beautiful prayer meeting. One of the best prayer meetings I've ever attended is our uh, Monday to Friday uh, prayer meeting in the morning. You need a prayer. As air and oxygen and exercise is needed for your physical survival, so is prayer and study of the Word of God is necessary for your spiritual survival. So, if you have to come to church, literally, come prepared. If you're sitting home and I'm streaming, be prepared. What are the two things I said you ought to have? Bible in one hand, notepad. So you open your Bible. Don't use an iPad if you're home while the service is going on. Unless you want to say, I'm looking, then get off it. Because it'll be sad while I'm preaching, somebody is texting you a message and you're busy. That is why in this church, I promote the concept. I, I, it's not like life and death, but I promote the concept of the real Bible, not iPads. I told Brother Joe, you can have an iPad because of his vision. He needs the large letters. And uh, he would, the kind of letters he need, his Bible has to be one big book. And so I told him, I said, you can use that. I don't have, a, I don't think it's sin to have an iPad, but I like the book. I can never do without a book. And you think this is the last one? <clears throat> I've got books, Bibles, used Bibles that I've done sitting and I've got some more ahead of me. I don't plan to die in a hurry. I plan to preach the gospel. Because I have individuals that are still rebellious that need to be saved. Amen. Amen. So stony ground can be softened by a prayer life and a mindset to reach out to God. So before 6.30 come on a Saturday, you already prayed with your family and you're sitting there ready to follow the message on the internet. Like that, the devil has not undermined your faith. Let your behavior at home be just like if you were in the church. Receiving the word. Third type of soil is like stony ground. Uh, thorny ground, sorry. Thorny ground is that your life is clustered by all kinds of things. You're sitting here, Brother Singh is preaching, and you're thinking, oh God, would I get that stuff done after church? Can he finish early tonight? My family has learned a simple lesson in life. If anyone of my family <clears throat> has something to do after church, don't ever come and tell me, could you please finish church early? What does my family know? When you tell me that, what happens? That's the night I go longer. So if they really want, got something to do, don't tell me finish church early. Then my service goes longer. Because that's my nature. I don't feel like we need to rush. Rush the job. Rush the laundry. Rush the cooking. But when you come through those doors and you come for church, settle yourself down and be prepared. In Guyana, we did not set a time for church to be done. Church could be one hour. Church could be two hours. Church could be three hours. Depends on how the service goes. In Canada, we clock God on the timetable. We can't do that. The time is coming that we need to put God as priority in our lives. And so that's the ones that's crowding the word of God. You listen to it, but you, you don't have time to digest it because your life is crowded out. Then the fourth type of soil is the good ground. And that is good if you can get a good ground, you sit down, you got your, you got your notepad, you got your Bible, you got everything, and the lesson changed your life. You call me after church and says, Brother Singh, that message really changed my life. 
The best thing a preacher can hear is not, is not when you come up and say, good preaching. Now, don't ever come and tell me good preaching. Come and tell me, thank you, sir, for that lesson. It means much to me. Then two weeks after, come and says, you remember that lesson I told you thank you for? It changed my life. That's the purpose of preaching. My job is to change your life. And in the process, God is changing mine. But Paul took longer than Stephen did because Stephen was ready for the first resurrection. But Paul had to stay longer on the earth to save the people he was with. So God perfected Paul when Paul was finished his work. I will be perfected when my work is finished. So this is important. We need to understand what the devil would want to do with this streaming service and what God would want. Now listen to me carefully. Whether five people listen to the message or 5,000 people listen to the message, it does not change my message. Are you listening to me? Whether five people or 5,000 people, it does not change my delivery, my method, and my message. I preach what I feel God wants me to preach. If my message is adjusted, depends on how many people are listening, I would question whether God is using me to preach. And so we did the four type of soil, and I'm looking at the clock. And then I added to the word of God. I added soil number five, which I said is the most dangerous of all the soils. Because soil number five is when that person stayed home. You kept the soil at home. And that is what the devil wants to accomplish. He wants to make you sit down and listen to the message and still be soil number five. Because if you're home and you're not getting the impact of the service. You see, the, Jesus, uh, the Paul said when he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. He gives some apostles and some prophets and some pastors and some teachers and some evangelists to perfect the saints. We need the ministry to perfect us. And we need a church that we can come into. <clears throat> Over in, in, in Hebrews, the uh, 10 chapter, Paul is writing here, and I believe Paul wrote Hebrews. In Hebrews, the 10 chapter, Paul is writing, and he says here, beautiful chapter, he talk about Jesus being the high priest and shedding his blood to save us. And then he says here in verse 22, he says, let us draw near with a true heart of full assurance of faith. Let us draw near with, a, with a, a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts, this desire sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. We're coming in and we should be vessels of honor. Your body is the temple of God. And God would like to save us. And in this day and age, we can be so busy, caught up. Well, you know these sinners in Toronto? No, I'm concerned about the sinners in church. Well, you know those individuals? You call them all kinds of names. Guess what? My job is not to preach to them. My job is to preach to you. That's what God has called me for. God has called me to preach to you. My job is to save you. And worse than the sin of sodomy is rejection of a true man of God that God sent. I know time is running out on me here, but Paul says, he says, let us hold fast the faith. Uh, here in, in, uh, in verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Don't be in today, out tomorrow. Make up your mind. You want to serve God or you don't want to serve God. Make up your mind. He says, um, uh, where are we? He says, without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Let us consider one another. You can't do that long distance. You need to be in church. 
The devil's plan is to upset the fellowship. Our plan is to defeat him when he's trying to accomplish that. And this streaming would be ineffective if when I'm streaming you're doing all kinds of stuff because you're not there. You see, if you're sitting in church here and I'm preaching and you're busy coloring, coloring book, I'll stop you. Had one time I was preaching and a man came in from outside, walk on in, and he had a paper bag in Dufferin Street, a college street. And while I was preaching, he was blowing or smelling in the paper bag. And I asked the brother, said, what is he doing? They said, he's on drugs. He's on, he's smelling glue. I told the ushers, I said, get him out of the sanctuary. You see, if you can't conduct yourself and reverence the sanctuary, then when you're home, if your attitude is contrary than having a reverence for where you're sitting and receiving the word of God, then the preaching is in futility. The message is to fall, like we say in Guyana, on ducks' backs. We cannot afford to let the devil distract us. So in today's world, the devil has created streaming and I don't know, and you're streaming, and you're preaching, somebody else streaming back at you, and this one streaming back at you, that's a distraction. That kind of operation hinders the Word of God. Are you listening to me? We as children of God ought to be as wise as the serpent, but as harmless as the dove, and recognize the working of the devil, that even though we're using this world, we're not using it the way they want us to use it. So I get online, Brother Singh is about to start at 6.30, praise the Lord. I start, amen, I'm watching. That's all I need to know. That's all Nadine needs to know. I'm not seeing anything. I don't want to see anything. I'm having my Bible in front of me. But the other saints that are watching, don't distract them. What they call those little things you put with a bunny rabbit or something? How do they call them? Mojo? Emojis. emojis? I don't want emojis on my internet. Don't put emojis. Keep that for your frivolity with your friends. Yes, sir. When I'm streaming and preaching the word of God, be serious. Have your Bible. Have your notepad. Pray before we start so we can have the word of God. Otherwise, if, it does, if this talking does not do the job, what did I tell you Nadine will do? Stop the comments. Well, you wouldn't know how many people are coming. Guess what? It doesn't matter. My thing says 10 minutes. All right. So here we're going. And so Paul says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love. I got to meet you to provoke you to love. And to good works, not forsaking, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together on the internet. No, sir. We will never be the same until we meet back again and have church like normal. The internet has its own method and they have their own system. And the devil has created all of that and we can use it without it using us. So my friends, <clears throat> when I'm preaching the gospel and when any other person is preaching the gospel, don't spend half your time typing in. I don't see how I can have my Bible and my notepad and type in stuff. It's a distraction. Don't let the devil distract you. Be calm, be receptive, and let God touch your mind. Yes, All right? And so Paul says, not forsaking the assembling ourselves together is a matter of some years, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. Now back one scripture more before we get, uh, we close this service here today. Back to Matthew chapter 13. And so Jesus, uh, when he uh, is explaining this, the disciples came and says, Master, uh, we, uh, why are you talking in parables? You see, Jesus did not go around just sharing the gospel like we're trying to do every, with everybody. No, he chose who he selected to give the gospel to. 
He did not cast his pearls to any little Tom, Dick, Harry, Jones, and Brown down the street. If you have a revelation, you will pray as to who you're giving the gospel to. And if every day you're giving the gospel and nobody's getting converted, then my friend, you need to quit giving the gospel and come yourself and get converted before you even start giving the gospel because your gospel ain't reaching out to anybody. And as it comes to the end of this in verse 16, Jesus said, he said, verse 15, he says, this people's heart is wax gross and their ears are dull of hearing. So you're sitting down listening to me, whether home or here, if your ears is not, are not touched by God, you would not understand what I'm saying. And he said here in verse 16, but blessed are your eyes, spiritual eyes, for they see, and your spiritual ears, for they hear. He says, for verily I say unto you, that many prophets, great men of the past, and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and, to and have not seen them and to hear those things that you, which you hear and have not heard them. You know how many individuals in the past would like to sit down? When Jesus was talking, they sat down and listened to him talk and he preached the word of God and they had a, their, ours, their ears and their eyes open up to hear what he had to say. Spiritually speaking, verse 30, verse 18. Hear we therefore this parable and of the sower. When anyone hear it, the word of God, the, and, uh, the kingdom, and understand it not, then come the wicked one. Now the wicked one is desirous of affecting your hearing spiritually that you fail to understand what is being preached. And the system they have of streaming, that when you're streaming, everybody else is streaming back to you, is of the devil. It's a distraction from the devil. Let's use the streaming, but don't let it take advantage and we hinder the word of God that we ourselves are preaching. And if you get saved, please let us know. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this Saturday evening that we can understand a little bit more of your word, O oh, Father. Lord, we need to learn how to behave ourselves in the house of God. Help us not to come under the influence of demons, Father, or the devil, and be distracted by what the world offers, Father, <clears throat> but help us to recognize the subtlety of the enemy and to defeat him, even in the streaming that we're doing where we're spreading the gospel. Lord, he would like to hinder the ears of everyone that's receiving this message. Would you undermine the efforts of the devil, Father, in our lives? In Jesus' name we ask it. Bless our service tomorrow. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you.